that uh, as we deal with the kingdom of God, we need to deal with it uh, with a holistic approach so that uh, when we touch the prosperity side of the kingdom, we mustn't negate the worship side, we mustn't negate the power side, we mustn't negate the giving side, as well as the demonic side of things. Because, because in your space you are not alone. You must know that in your spiritual space you act alone. In your psychological space you are not alone. In your physical space you are not alone. There are uninvited guests which we call evil spirits or demonic spirits. Some of them they are not touchable, they are not seeable, they are not uh, discernible. You can't discern them, but they are in your space. As we are in this place right now, we have got uninvited guests, millions and millions of them. We have got an invited guest in the side of angels. We have got uninvited guests in the side of demons. And these demons usually, they are there to mark for your progress in life. They are there to make sure that you don't become that which God has designed you to become. There is a person and a vision that God has designed. As he said unto Jeremiah, that before you were formed in a mother's womb, I knew you. Before you were even created, I ordained you a prophet and I made you a king to the nations. But those things could only happen if God had fought Jeremiah's battles, because there were demonic spirits and systems that did not want Jeremiah to actualize his potential and to become that, that which God wanted him to become. Why? Because when the devil, Satan comes, he comes with different assignments. Some of the assignments that are pronounced in the scripture is that he comes to steal. Come on, somebody shall steal. steal. He comes to kill. Somebody shall kill. Steal. He comes to destroy. Come on, somebody shall destroy. destroy. So usually, when he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, he usually comes to steal, uh, kill, destroy your purpose and your destiny, that which God has designed you to become. Your purpose is attached to your destiny, and your destiny is attached to your purpose. Because without a destiny, there is no purpose. And without purpose, there is no destiny. You are not created, if you are a woman, not to be married and to have children only. There is more than that. You are not only prepared to grow through uh, the events of time, but there is a problem within the space of time that you must solve. So you must know and realize why God has called you. There is a space and a solution that you must bring, but it's so very much possible that you can come to the world, fail to understand the problem that you were called to solve and to give solutions to and die, thinking that God has just created you. God did not just create you, to become an oxygen thief. It did not create you to become an object that occupies space. It didn't create you to become statistics. So that when they calculate and say there are 50 million people in South Africa, you become part and parcel of that. You, you were not created as a biological mistake. There was no mistake 
I, I think I, I once indicated that uh, when you were born, there were more than two million. I know. I, I think we know based on science, there were more than two million soldiers or pematos that were running to go to uh, fight and hit that egg so that they become a person. So among the two million, you were the only one sperm that managed to overcome in that battle. So your, your overcoming did not come only when you came to the world. You overcame when you were still in the process. It was not one sperm that was uh, inseminated, but there were more than two million. And you won the battle. So whatever you are passing through must not put you at a place of dejection. It mustn't uh, put you at a place where you feel like defeated. Uh, there, there is no limit to, 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 to what you can accomplish in this life. There is no limit to what you can become in this life. The greatest limiter without touching demons and spirits is you. You are the greatest limiter to your life. Uh, if you can propose in your life that I want to achieve A, B, C, D, you will definitely achieve. There is no limit. People always say the sky is the limit, but as you move in the time, you understand that even the sky cannot limit you. Most people that became what they became, and those that convert, they had to invest and sacrifice certain things to become what they wanted to become in life. But I want to tell you that there is no limit. So this is what happens with demons. We are talking about demons and I pray that uh, God is going to deliver you through the preaching of the word. The Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me that I may preach the good news to the poor. That's another, another dimension of deliverance. The preaching to the poor. So which means poverty can dispel by the reason of preaching. Then he said that he has anointed me that I may I may proclaim deliverance to those that are in captivity, another dimension of deliverance. And he continues to say that so that I may, I may speak peace up to those that are downtrodden, so that I may give you a diadem or a crown of honor instead of ashes. Uh, ashes there, they represent spirit of rejection. Actually, they represent uh, a spirit that makes people not want to partner with you. But Christ is saying that I'm putting a diadem on your heart. It may not be seeable, physical, but when you go to, into business, they will see it in the realm of the spirit. And he said that I, I was anointed that I may declare the good year of the Lord. So today, this second can be a year to you. According to the spirit, a year is not twelve months. A year can be that optional moment in time that God remembers your life. If God can touch you this morning and walk out with your deliverance, with your power, with your anointing, your year has come. Which means the things that you could not accomplish for twelve months, you can be in a position to compress and accomplish them within twelve seconds of the preaching of the world. So when the Bible or when the word is coming to you, it's coming so that it may transform you, so that it may take you from this region of lower spiritual concentration, lower spiritual understanding, lower spiritual exposure to a higher 
dilation of spiritual exposure through a spiritual membrane. In science, in physics, we're told that molecules they move from a lower region of concentration through a cell membrane uh, process to a higher spiritual, to higher dimension of concentration, not spiritual, higher dimension of concentration. So that's what the world comes to do in a person's life. It moves you from this level and it takes you to a level of, 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 of magnitudes, of astronomic abilities. Our God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what we think or what we ask you for. He's able to do that. But the greatest limiter in my life is me. If I can tell me, I tell myself rather, that I'll accomplish things that my forefathers could not accomplish, I will definitely accomplish. If I can tell myself that before the year ends, I will be in Mexico for holiday, and I put my, my, my life, my energy, spiritual energy, mental energy, physical energy, societal energy, financial energy, you will see me in Mexico. Why? Because I purpose in my life. That's why I have started by giving you a prelude that there is no limit to what you can do in life. Amen. You need to tell yourself that the devil will not limit you. Amen. That's why I told you that when the devil realizes that now a generation knows that every negative thing comes from you. He comes through the positive way. He comes and whispers to you and tells you that, tell Jesus that you are not going to die. And rather I will die on your behalf. Yet it was expedient for Jesus to die, but the devil came in a positive way through Peter, and you would feel like Peter is an understanding, understanding a disciple among other disciples when he said unto Jesus, Far be it from you that you die. I will die, and your servant, I have to die. It's positive. So if you are not sensitive, you think that is heaven or divinity speaking, yet it's the devil. So when the devil knows that every negative you credit to him becomes positively, your level of comfortability right now is not godly, it's demonic. I'm sorry to tell you this. Your level of confidence in doing things in your life is not godly, it's demonic. Your, your level of comfortability or procrastination it's not God, it's demonic. Then you get to a place where you become so comfortable that I stay in Pretoria Central, I'm owning a flight, three bedrooms, I'm driving a car, then I'm comfortable, and you feel like it's divine. You become uh, complacent with the job that you have, with the wardrobe that you have, with the income that you have. You become so complacent with whatever you are doing from morning up to the time you knock at work and you think it's divine, that's demonic. You become to a level where sometimes you procrastinate in doing things and you think that your procrastination is premised on the things that are transparent over life and it's divine. The reason why I'm not doing what I'm doing, I will do it next year. Why? Because maybe I don't get proper uh, 
paperwork or documentation you procrastinate, then when you look at yourself, it has been five years while procrastinating and it feels like it's divine, yet it's demonic. Your level of understanding sometimes is demonic. There's a level of understanding that's not godly, but when you're understanding community, it impresses you. The body of Christ impresses you. People, they impress you because you understand. They will tell you that for the next coming five months, we ain't going to give you salary. You understand. They will tell you that we cannot hire you today. We'll hire you after four months. You understand. They can tell you that I can't give you your money back. That you are being old. Now, I'll give you next step. You are understanding everything that is spiritual, is divine, is demonic. So the devil comes in those positive words. That way you are supposed to challenge the status quo, you don't challenge the status quo. You just you, you comply to everything that becomes demonic. So the devil knows. And he's very subtle, he's very wise. And his wisdom is not righteous wisdom, it's demonic, but he's wise. He knows how to deal with civilizations, with the generations. He knows how to deal with the people. The level of your quietness, you are very quiet to the extent that when people are talking issues in the family, you are just quiet. And you don't change the decisions that they make. And you think that that's being spiritual. Uh, I was listening to, I think I get to, to uh, in, in someone's uh, conversation when I was going to collect my boy from school. You are you you angry over the phone. You are talking to other people, which I presume and I see that these are family members. So you are saying that an auntie passed by the house and she didn't tell me anything but only to see on WhatsApp that there was a function at home. So you think that I am not valuable in the family. You think that uh, I, I can't contribute in the family. So it made me to realize that sometimes we, we, we are sidelined like that. We are so marginalized in our families like that. And it's fine with us. Things that happen when we are not there. This one was challenging the status quo. That auntie who happens to be on the, on, the, on the family meeting passed by the house a day before the family meeting and she didn't tell me why because maybe she thought that I was not that financially, physically, psychologically vulnerable to be part and parcel of the, of the confirmers of the, of the meeting. So you must be angry. But some of us, when things happen, we don't challenge the status quo. Everyone speaks whatever he wants to do, and you're quiet, and you think that's spiritual. The devil is coming. Come on, somebody shout, I'm delivered from the devil. So this afternoon, I just want you and bring attention to you on the uh, subject that I've, I've entitled Three Levels of Evil. But just to put an agenda to that, it's three levels of evil that you need when you enter an open market or an open door. But it's three levels of evil. But these evils, you always meet them when you enter an open door and when you enter an open heaven. The reason why I'm using open door, open heaven is because these uh, evils are used interchangeably when you are dealing with open doors and open heaven. If I'm talking about open doors another day, these are the evils that I have to talk about. If I'm talking about heaven, these are evils that I have to talk about. Why? 
because heavenly itself is a door that separates the physicality and the spirituality is a door. I told you that uh, in between things or events in life are doors. In between this second and another second there's a door. In between a minute and a minute there's a door. In between an hour and an hour there's a door. In between a day and another day there's a door. In between a week and another week there's a door. In between a month and another month there's a door. In between a year and another year there's a door. In between a decade and another there is a door. So life is separated by doors. So it's our ability to understand all the forges to know and sensitize these doors that will give you access through these doors. But whenever you enter that door, then you don't only meet peace, joy, and happiness. You meet skills through that door. So our challenge is when you enter a financial door, 10 million has been deposited in your account. What you first need is a smile. You meet joy, you meet peace and financial independence. But behind that, in the demonic side of the coin, there are skills that you meet with and you must be ready to fight them. Because when you meet them, they are not only coming to frighten you, they are coming to fight you, not frighten you. They are coming to put you down and they are coming to destroy your life. These skills. So the first is uh, spirit that you will meet when you enter an open door. Come on, somebody shout, open heaven. Open heaven. The first spirit is Satan and wicked spirits. Come on, somebody shout, Satan and wicked spirits. So number uh, two, you will meet wicked and unreasonable men. Come on, somebody shout, wicked and unreasonable men. And the third day, antagonistic spirit that you meet is flesh. Come on, some shot flesh. flesh. Then I'm going to give and put flesh on the communion of this morning as we'll be dealing with three levels of evil. Uh, so there are three levels that the Bible mandates and assigns us that we must contend for and fight against him if we enter a door. This season is our season of open heavens and this voyage is our year of overflow, a door. So the Bible mandates you to fight against this first and you must contend for the deliverance. That must fight this first on your behalf. So as we deal with Satan, I think we know Satan, that Satan when it comes, he comes to kill, steal and destroy. And I told you that he steals, kills and destroys destinies, that Satan and spirits. So Satan and spirits, Satan is an entity, then there are spirits that are evil that comes. And these spirits, they manifest in different forms. They manifest in witchcraft, they manifest in hatred, they manifest uh, in helping family people that are belligerent, family people that are cautious, they manifest again in, uh, in limitations, spirits of limitations, unlimited, your family is limited, your children. So these spirits, they are diverse spirits. So it's subtle and wicked spirits. And these wicked spirits, these are agents of Satan. So if Satan cannot come to you, he can send those spirits, but they manifest it differently. They, they, they manifest as first impression. They manifest as a lot of things. That's why you find out that the moment you are financially free, there is stress that comes with that. There is stress again that cannot be bought away because of money. Do, do you know there are people 
right now that have money but that are depressed. People that have beautiful cars that are stressed. These are spirits now that come to fight you when it a go. I still remember this little friend of mine in the Middle East. He was called by a certain ex-minister that I put this thing that I got to empower me when I was a minister, the time I was a minister, and this thing is giving me problems. And right now, I want someone that can deal with such a thing so that uh, when you deal with it, I will give you uh, whoever is going to help me to deal with this thing. It was like a goblin. I'm going to give him half of my estate. And I've called a lot of ministers of the gospel to help me with this thing. And they felt to help me with this thing. So he went there by the grace of God because uh, the ex guy used to, uh, he said that whenever I call these people to bend this thing, they bend. But when I go home, I find this thing back in, 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 in my house. So I've realized that they are failing to win this battle. So by the grace of God, he managed to help uh, this minister. And when he helped this minister, he then was given a certain plot. It's like a farm because of what he had done through God. That's why I told you that there are no limits to what you are able to do. There is no limit to what you can accomplish in your life. There is no limit to the levels that you can attain in your life. So when you enter a door financially, maritally, when you enter a door educationally, there are spirits that you always meet and Satan is always with you in that door. So if you are not ready to fight those spirits and demons, you find out that you are not going to enjoy that peace that comes with an open door. Instead of that door to become a blessing to you, it now becomes a curse. There are doors in life that when you enter those doors, they look like blessings. But right now, the, those blessings, they are cursing your life. We entered in marriages, and those marriages were doors. We entered in relationships. But you find out that when we were in that door, that door turned to be a curse. Why? Because you do not understand that there are spirits that comes and fight people when they enter doors. That's why Peter, first Peter, 5 subsection 8 says that be sober come on somebody shout be sober be, sober. be vigilant shout be vigilant. be vigilant and the bible continues to say now because your adversary the bible now personalizes the devil and says your adversary which means everyone you have got an idiosyncratic demon and spirit that is yours and an adversary or adversity that is yours that is not church that is not cooperative, that is yours. You must be ready to fight because that door is yours. So when that demon is coming, it does not come to attack us corporately. It comes to attack us in our physical and individual state. That's why you find out that while you are fighting against a spirit in a door maybe of uh, financial freedom, there is somebody that has entered the same door who is enjoying in that door while you are fighting and crying to God because of a door of marriage. There's someone who's saying, if I can go back and remarry again the same person and the same woman, I can do that. Are you getting this? Mm -hmm. While you are fighting and saying, God, 
I don't need this job. At the same job, there's somebody that has managed to accomplish everything. And in their accomplishment, they are saying that even if it's possible that I, I have to continue here, I can continue for the rest of my life. Why? Because this door has given them joy, peace, and happiness. That's why you find out that our battles, they are different. Someone who is saying, God, bless my children with more life. Bless them with wisdom. Someone is saying, God, you gave me a curse. I wish I've never went to the labor for this child. That's why the Bible says, your adversary. Come on, somebody shout, I am delivered. I am delivered. So the Bible says now that he now, the devil, is uh, walking as a, as, as a devouring lion. The Bible says, your adversary, the devil, as a rolling lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. So you'll find out that there is a design that is in the rolling of a lion. The rolling of a lion was not designed to frighten the prey, but the rolling of a lion was designed to make the prey run straight to its mouth. That's the design of the rolling of a lion. Whenever a lion rolls, you find out that most of the prey, they run straight while they are thinking that they are running to the cave, they run straight to the mouth of the lion. So that's what happens with the life. There is a rolling that comes with the life. There is a rolling that comes with the dimensions. There is a rolling that comes with being you. So the moment you think that you are running to a cave, you are running to the lion. The moment you feel like I am alone nowadays, I feel so lonely. So there is a rolling of loneliness that comes in your life. So the moment you run to a cave of comfortability and looking for someone, you'll find out that you have ran into the cave of a lion. That's how life rolls. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody. Amen. The moment the life rolls at you financially, you run. And when you run, you get in a deal that you think that is going to bring deliverance in your life. But while life is rolling, you'll find out that it was a shady deal that can even land you in a prison for some years. I know of a friend of mine who at the same church, I think I spoke and I told you this story, I don't know. Let me repeat it. Uh, he picked somebody from Messina coming to Johannesburg and that somebody had a bag that had uh, explosives. And when they were stopped by the police because of the, the routine search, uh, the police found those uh, uh, explosives, and when they found the explosives, the guy who was responsible for the explosives said to the police, I don't know anything about the explosives. When I embarked in this car, the bag was already here. Then the guy was taken by the police, court and the court gave him 15 years in prison the rolling of life has made this guy to be a taxi driver using his private car from Mussina to Johannesburg but while he's trying to run away from the rolling of life he landed himself in prison I prophesy that let the devil lose your life Amen. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody in this place Amen. so certain now He's not just looking for someone to devour. He's perpetually looking for someone to devour. He's not uh, doing try and errors with your life. He is perpetually 
attack in your life. When you wake up, you must know that there is an attack. That's why I told you that we are not alone in this cosmos, in this space. We have got an invited guests that are there. So when those invited, uh, invited guests come to our life, they create a rolling, they design a rolling that makes you to engage yourself in some things that can land you in the mouth of a lion. And when you look at it, you find out that I'm being chewed here. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody in this place. Amen. I don't know if I'm prophesying to somebody in this place. Number two, Amen. number two, let's deal with the wicked and unreasonable men. Come on, somebody shout wicked and unreasonable men. Yeah. We are going to take it from the book of Second uh, Thessalonians uh, 3, verse 1 to 3. Uh, I don't know if we are there. I'm going to take it from here. Wicked and unreasonable men. Wicked and unreasonable men. The Bible says in the book of Second Thessalonians 3, from 1 to 3. Finally, brethren, pray for us. This Apostle Paul now is asking the church in Thessalonica that pray for us. He's the man that fought with a beast. He once said and testified that I fought with a beast when I was at a certain island and I overcame. He's the man that fought systems, princes, kings that were despotic. He won them. He's a man that fought demons and he won. He's a man that was left for dead and he fought death and prevailed against the, the death. And now he's coming to the body of Christ and he's saying, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the weight of the Lord may have free course and be glorified. So which means when wicked and unreasonable men come to your life, number one, they fight the free course of God's word. What is God's word is prophecy. What is God's word are promises. What is God's word is every material thing that has been promised for you. That's God's word. What is God's word? God's word is your marriage. What is God's word? God's word is your prosperity. I, I don't know if I'm talking to somebody in this place. But this word has got the power and the propensity to metamorphose and become what you want it to become. What's the word of God? The word of God are the children that you have. When the word of God is spoken to Sarah, Sarah had children. When the word of God was prophesied unto Abraham, Abraham had, so the word of God there is not Logos. He's speaking about everything that is material that comes through the world. The word of God is the world. The word of God assists. The word of God is the governments. So Apostle Paul is saying that, pray that the word of God may have free course and that the word of God may be glorified even as it is with you. So if the word of God is glorified, it's when the word of God manifests now to become what it promises. Amen. That's when the word of God is glorified. glorified. If the word of God says you are great and you are a queen, when you become that which the word says you are, the word of God is glorified. Amen. When the word of God says that you are an apostle, then you move from a place of being a ghetto youth and you become an apostle. The word of God has been glorified. Amen. When the word of God says that you are not poor, but you are rich, and you become that, the word of God is glorified. Amen. When the word of God says that you are not the tail, but you are the head, and when you become that, the word of God is glorified. Amen. When the word of God says you will not die, but you shall live, then you don't die, you live, 
The word of God is glorified. So when Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead and he ascended unto heaven, the Bible says the reason why he ascended was for glorification. So the word was brought from the ground, then ascended, and it got glorified. So wicked and unreasonable men are there. They are there to fight this that I'm talking about. They don't want to see you prospering, and they don't want to see the word of God being glorified in your life. That's why there are people that can invest millions and millions to make sure that you don't become that which God wants you to become. Why do they invest millions? Why do they invest their time? They know that when the word of God gets its free course and is glorified, you become untouchable. You become unstoppable. Amen. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody in this place. Uh, you, you, you cannot be limited by anything. Why? Because when the word of God has got free course in my life and is glorified, if I say right now that I want to be the next billionaire, I'll become. Why? Because the word of God has got free course and glorified. No limits. If I say I'm going to become the next president of any republic, why? Because the word of God is glorified. I will be exalted. The Bible says it's God who exalts kings and is the one who disappoints them. It's God the world. So Apostle Paul continues to say that, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable men and wicked men. For all men have not faith. So Apostle Paul said, in my battle and in whatever I'm fighting, yes, I fought evil spirits, but they are unreasonable men and they are wicked men. Because, another translation, it says, because for all men are not believers, not every man has got faith. So you find out that in your life, there are people that will fight you for just being you. Without becoming that which God wants you to become, they'll just fight you. Without even appropriating your position in this cosmos, without even metamorphosing, becoming that which God wants you to become and designed you to become, they just fight you. Why are they fighting you? They are there. And they were being ordained to fight you because they're unreasonable. So when you enter a door, there are unreasonable people that will stand at your door to make sure that you don't become that which God wants you to become. So the apostle is saying scattered across your environment are such people. Scattered across your family are such people. Scattered across your community are such people. At your workplace are such people. I don't know if I'm talking somebody in this place. Scattered among your friends, they are such people called unreasonable people. If you find a person who's unreasonable, they have got their space in the Bible, they are unreasonable. You try to talk to them, they can't reason with you. And these are the people that you can try by all means to sit meetings with them, they are unreasonable. I know because I've been sitting with people in different platforms, especially for council, there are people that no matter how much you try to give them a roadmap, you'll find out, especially in the areas of marriage, it's a man and a woman. You'll find out that this person is unreasonable and this thing is not going to work because the person cannot even admit and subject objectively to whatever you are counseling them. These are called unreasonable men. 
So this information now must not create antagonism in your spirit when you deal with such people, but this information, it must create a garrison in your mind. Come on, somebody shout, my mind is delivered. My mind is delivered. It must create a garrison. It must create a, a protection in your mind so that when you have got such people, know that they are there in the Bible. You will fight with them every day, but they are unreasonable. And they will not get a place of reasonability. They will always fight you. When you talk to them about wanting to advance yourself, they are unreasonable. Even in our families, I know of people that wanted to go to school. They went to their uncles who are known to be financially well, and they said, uncle, I want to go to school. Can you help me? They could not be reasonable. You can call for a family meeting. They are unreasonable. You can try to beg them. They are unreasonable. You can try to work at their homestead. These are called unreasonable men. So through your door, they are there. So the kingdom culture, it mandates you and me that we must love. Come on, somebody shout love. love. The kingdom culture, it mandates that we walk in love, we talk in love. But Apostle Paul is saying that don't be ignorant. Because even though you are supposed to love, they are unreasonable people. You can love them. And when they are supposed to reciprocate the love, they will hate you. They are unreasonable. You can give them when they are supposed to reciprocate, they will speak ill against your life. I stayed with unreasonable people. When I left for breath, I had unreasonable people around me. And I didn't know that they are unreasonable. The first day we arrived, they came to me and said, Prophet, you are called, you are anointed by God. In this house, let's just stay as family. Don't pay rental, don't pay electricity, we are family. A day after, they took their phone, called family back home, called friends back home, and they said these people are chowing our food and they are not contributing. Using our electricity, they are not contributing. Only after a week, someone now confided and said, Prof, where are you? And I said, I am with people. And he said, no, go to this book of Second Thessalonica. Find these people that you are staying with. They are sending us that you are finishing their food. Your child is finishing their food. You are finishing their, 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 their tissues. Unreasonable men. Only when I now re realize that there are people like that, they can be called anointed, but they are unreasonable. Then I said, Amen, I, I can't continue living with you. So I had to take my stand as a, as, a, as, as, as a man of God. Yes, in the kingdom of God, the culture is love, but you must stand and challenge the status quo. And I said, I'm going to leave. I can't be staying with unreasonable men. When I received this message, I then went without talking to them that I received this. I took money, I had money, and I said, help yourself buy food here. They said, no, no, you're a prophet. You want God to hit us? God will hit us with lightning. As if they are reasonable, yet they are speaking evil against me. This is a testimony. Unreasonable man. Wicked man. Because from a big unreasonable, the next destination is being wicked. You can never be unreasonable, then the next destination is being softy. You become wicked. So if you can take your phone, call people, take pictures, then speak evil against somebody, that's being wicked. I want to prophesy in your life Amen. that these people are not going to be found in your life. Amen. 
So many, 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 many believers have not been raised with this understanding that they are unreasonable men. The Bible says we know that we are of God. Come on, somebody shout, I am of, uh, of, God. I am of God. And the Bible says, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. Not only in South Africa, the whole world lieth in wickedness. So the goal is not translocation when you have got wickedness in your system or in your environment. When you have got uh, wicked spirits fighting you. Because the Bible says the whole world is full of wickedness. So the goal now and the assignment is not for you to translocate from where you are before the world. Because Satan has got so much zeal and energetic. I think you can find it in the book of Job. The zeal and the energy that the devil has, I don't think there's anyone who has got that zeal. Pilots, they can uh, 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 move from Africa to Europe with planes, but they are not as energetic as the devil. The Bible says, God said unto the devil, where are you coming from? And he said, I am walking to and fro on the earth. When you are talking of the earth, you are not talking of South Africa. The guy has got zeal, which means the possibility and the probability of you meeting with the devil is 110% when you walk to and fro. The probability of you meeting with the devil when you left your flight coming here was 100%. You don't just meet the devil here and there because you walked to and fro the earth. Not South Africa. The guy has got zeal. The guy has got energy. The guy, he has got perpetuity in his spirit. So when you're at a workplace, the probability to meet with the devil is 100%. When you're in a relationship, the probability to meet with the devil is 100%. When you're in a marriage, the probability to meet the devil is 100%. Anyway, in a taxi, the probability to meet the devil is 100%. When you're alone, in your, in, your, in, your, in your bedroom, alone in your car, the probability to meet the devil there in your car is 100%. That's why it's easy for you while you are driving nicely. You can even feel that my steering is being turned. The probability is 100%. While you are hitting 80 kilometers per hour, you just hit a small pothole. The car flies. You wonder with the speed that I'm moving, the probability is 100%. Am I talking about in this place? Amen. That's why don't commit suicide. Don't commit homicide. When you're in a relationship and somebody cheats on you, relationship, not marriage, relationship, what was the probability of the devil infiltrating that relationship? 100%. Not 10%. Am I talking about in this place? So this man now, it creates a garrison, sister uh, Emma, in your mind that when you meet things that you don't understand in your life, you know that the probability of meeting the devil is 100%. So you don't commit suicide. You don't become so stressed because of this, this probability. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody this way. Genesis 37, the Bible speaks about Joseph. The Bible says, the man had a dream, unreasonable brothers. After dreaming, he went to his brothers and he said, I had a dream. And the brothers said, what is the dream? In fact, the first thing at point and point of call was not the dream, was love. The Bible says, now Jacob loved Joseph because he was the last born. Because of that love, the brothers hated Joseph because of love. Unreasonable man. And the Bible says, then Joseph dreamt, and the brothers hated Joseph. 
And the Bible says, and Joseph dreamt again, and the brothers hated Joseph. And the Bible says, and Joseph dreamt now about the moon and the star bowing, and the brothers hated Joseph, unreasonable man. And the Bible says, after they conspired, so it was hatred because of love. So the reason why the devil is after your life and unreasonable man is after your love, your life is because of love that God is of my life. Number one, it's because of your dream. The moment you start to dream, the unreasonable man that comes to your life, yeah, she thinks that she, she's going to make it in life. She ain't gonna make it. She thinks that she's better than us. You can be in a family, you buy yourself a scholar, scholar and you post it in a family group. Instead of them collecting and celebrating with you, she thinks that she's smarter than us. Number one, unreasonable man, you go to school, you've got your diploma. She thinks that she's more, more, more smarter than us. Unreasonable man. Am I talking somebody? You get someone who wants to marry you. Uncle, you wants to marry me, brother. They hate you because of that unreasonable man. You have got your child who has passed a school. Instead of congratulating you, they hate you. Unreasonable man. The reason why the unreasonable man in your life is because of your dream. Not only because of dream, because you dreamed again. Because you dreamed again. Because you dreamed again. Because the reason why you're not seeing unreasonable men in your life is not, it's because you have not started dreaming. When you start to dream, those unreasonable men are going to manifest. I prophesy that they are not going to win over life. Joseph's life was in danger because of unreasonable men. Let's rush and dash to uh, number three. Number three is flesh. Romans 7, verse 8, which is our last one. The Bible says in the book of Romans, and uh, in my opinion, I think among these three spirits, this one is the most dangerous force that we can fight with. This is the most vicious of them because, number one, you can cast evil spirits from your life. Number two, you can run away from wicked men. The moment you run away from wicked men, they can't touch you. If you have got a wicked and unreasonable man, maybe it's a relationship. You find that I'm wicked and unreasonable. You can call it off. You run away from me. If you have got wicked people, wicked boss at a workplace, who wants benefits, friendship with benefits, partnership with benefits, you can run away from the boss. But when it comes to the flesh, the flesh goes with you everywhere. When flesh starts to fight you, when you go to sleep, it's with you. When you try to go to do shopping, it's with you. This is the most vicious one. So Apostle Paul says in Romans 11 verse 18, the Bible says, for I know that in me that is in my flesh, this is the Apostle Paul again, he's coming again, Dwell it, no good thing, for to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would do, I would do not. But the evil which I would not. This is what I end up doing. Now if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Okay, if, and then he continues to 21, then I found a law 
that when I would do good, there is a law now of the sin. If it's present with me, for I delight in the law of good after the inward man, which is the spirit man. Okay. But I see another law in my members. We all have got members warring against the law of my mind and bringing into captivity me to the law of sin. So there is a war that happens. You know, you cannot feel it physically, but there's a war that happens every day in your life. As Apostle Paul would say, so he continues to say that it brings me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. 24 now, he's saying, all wretched men that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? So he's now referring our flesh to death. So the flesh is so vicious in its operation. I want to show you how vicious the flesh is. It's so vicious in its operation. Come on, somebody shout flesh. flesh. So it reveals itself in levels. Come on, somebody shout levels. levels. So as it reveals itself, it reveals itself in dimensions and levels according to your growth. There are many times that the flesh may lay low, very low for years. And you will think you have attained liberty simply because certain doors have not opened. It can be quieted, Sister Lisa, the flesh, because there are doors that have not yet opened. But it reveals now itself in levels according to your growth. When you grow from being a member of SAFA, South African Footers Association, it then comes with other demonic spirits. You start to go to places where you used to say, I will not go. You start to, to travel times that you used to say they are dangerous times. Why? Because now you are driving your beast 4.0 liters and you've got the ability to fuel it. So if someone calls you in Rustenburg around 6, you calculate that it's how many hours? One hour. So one hour I can walk from side to town. So it's one and the same. You drive. Why? Because of that door. It reveals itself now. Then you cannot now start to listen to the prophetic advices. Because a person who walks listens differently from the person who drives. And the person who drives listens differently from a person who owns a jet. I don't know if I'm talking about this place. So it reveals itself according to your growth. When you have got your house, Sister Lisa, let me deal with you today. I saw deliverance. The moment you get your house, they, your, your, your flesh will grow with that dimension and level. To the extent that if I come as a landlord and I say, I need my rental, and you know that you've got your house in Johannesburg, but you stay in Pretoria, you can be so antagonistic, unreasonable, and you say, if you want, I can, I, can, I, I can move away from my house. You are no longer listening. Because you know that you've got a mansion in Forest. You've got a mansion in Satan. If somebody comes and says, but my walls are dirty, you say that, clean them. Why? Because you know that you are, you, you are renting a one-bedroom flight. So it will start to reveal itself according to that. If God opens a door of millions to you, 
you can no longer want to come and listen. Why? Because of that door. So your flesh now starts now to show rebellion because of that level. So flesh has got that tendency. So there are things that cannot happen in your life because there are doors that have not opened. You can even write a book or on a blog about other people that have failed in that area and say why people are failing in life, especially when they've got money. And you can sell that book because the door is not opened. The day the door opened, the book will be speaking to you. You can even tear it off. Why? Because you start to know that your appetites will change. There are levels that when you see someone, respectfully speaking, a man of God, a woman of God, who has fallen into temptation, you think that you are stronger than them. But the difference are those. I still remember there was a certain year I went to Aguero, I had a program, a conference, a certain year. So I was uh, booked at Midlands Hotel. That was my first and last day. Then when I was booked, they arrived around seven-ish. Then uh, the hotel, I, it was a little bit empty. But most people that used to come to that hotel were Midlands State University students. So when I was in my floor, third floor, around eight-ish, I was last, very tired. I want to show you that the attemptation that comes based on doors. Then around 11.30, when I was a little bit asleep, that's when I had a knock at my door, but I was told that here is breakfast and bed. So which means I was not expecting a room service. So when they knocked in, there were some workers that were working there, beautiful two ladies. And they end up saying, are you fine? And I said, I'm fine. And they said, no, the apostle is a very good father to us. So he said, we must take care of you. And I said, yeah, it's fine, but I'm okay. And they said, but here we've got extra services. We know that we are not going to cook for you. You only drink breakfast, but we've got extra services. And I said, tell me about the extra services. They said, they are divers. They are variegated. We can do massage. We can dance for you. We can sing for you. Or we can keep you company. And I said, but is it in the book of the hotel? I said, no, these are off books. Services. Said, are you for real? And they said, yes. And I said, no, it's, it's okay. I, I've got the number for the reception. I'm going to call you. But I didn't want now to hit them. And I said, you can go. I locked my door like nobody's business. And I took off the key, put it under the mattress. And after the day, I then spoke to the apostle. And I said, I know. I can't be staying here. Next time when I come, that was my last day. So, if, and they told me, even before they left, and said, there was an apostle that was here, we gave him services. He was, he was friendly. Because I asked them, do you know who I am? They said, yes, I'm a prophet, but there was an apostle. And I said, ah, no, it's fine, I'm okay. So that was my last time. Every flesh is tempted to a certain level. Yeah. Then one day after that, they said, okay, let's organize. You'll be, you'll be hosted at our guest house. And I said, yes, God. But every door has got its temptations. When I went there, it's now that, I, that I, it happened before I married that I was talking about so that I may not be beaten. <laughs> so this one happened when I was already married now. I traveled, I went again to the same city. Then I was hosted at the guest house where the apostle stays with his uh, people and some other people. 
There are more than 20. If you don't have anywhere to stay, you just come. But they gave me my key and my room. Then uh, when I arrived, I arrived at the time of the service, so I just left my bag. Then they gave me my key. I went to the service. Ba, 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 service. Around 10 I was done in the evening. Then when I went back to my room, I was shocked. The shock of my life. My bag was open, and everything from my bag was then it was already put in the wardrobe nicely. So my mind was I came with the two jeans, three t-shirts, but the undergarments they were five. The boxer shorts and the smallest one that I'm not gonna talk about. Who touched them? Who took them? So when I opened the wardrobe, they went there. Then I called their pastor and the wife, and I said, I don't understand this. And I said, Prophet, you had your key, and you were in the service. Something's fishy. That's when you can appreciate the power of prophecy. Then we asked everybody at the guest house. They said, oh, we don't know anything about it. Then I said, change me. Then they booked me at a lodge. And I said, ah, this doors. This doors. Then after, I prayed about it, and God showed me a certain lady. Then Apostle now, because he was embarrassed, he prayed again, and the same lady was shown to the Apostle. Then now, in the morning, I came and I said, Apostle, I think I know the person who did this. And she was among the people who said, we don't know about it. Then uh, we called her. Then we spoke with her. She refused. So we had to use now um, strategies that are of the Bible. Intimidation. And we said, no, sister, even if you refuse, God is saying that there will be a case of my life. You are not going to get married. You will be buried and blah, 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 blah. I said, I'm sorry. It's me. <laughs> but why did you do that? said, no, I just failed. But where did you get the keys? Again. So she had her own ways of getting the keys to get. So which means this thing did not happen when I went there. It was strategical. Organize this person yet I saw me all along because you cannot keep a key or you cannot duplicate a key over some hours because it was already in the night. So she had a key and say, When he comes, what the apostle always say, Keep this room for the prophet, he's gonna come. <laughs> ah, prophesy no life, let the devil die by fire by thunder. So there are demons that will come. So if you are not David. You will not have any problem with the Bathsheba because that door is not opened. If you are not Samson, you will not have any problem with the Delilah because that door is not opened. The flesh will not, will not, will not operate. If you are not Abraham, you will not have any problem with having Ishmael as another child, a bastard child, because you are not Abraham. That door that, where the door was, you are going to become the father of many nations and you become a blessing to nations. As you, free, as you rise up, I want you to put this down. As you rise up, your flesh is a way of reinventing itself. It reinvents strategies each and every time. And that strategies are able to attack and challenge you at the level of your growth. It reinvents itself. Put that down. So there are some temptations that will never come to your life when you are broke. They can only come when you start to have money. I don't know if I'm talking about this place. Amen. So, 
when you are not subjected to that, you think that you are delivered. You think that everything is fine with you. But because that door is not opened, that's when you find out that, no, you are not yet delivered. The moment you get money, that's when you find out that, no, 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 no. That's not it. Am I talking somebody in this place? So if you have not been given an office, a public office, where you deal with the millions, you can write a book about corruption. But the moment you have got that office, that's when you find that anything, any, any gun can shoot. You'll be subjected to bribes. Because a deal of 20 million, someone will say, I'll cut you 5 million. Then you'll see that this is a life-changing blessing that will reflect my value and it will service my generations. Yes. And another, another deal will come of a billion and they'll tell you that will give you 100 million, sister Emma. So that book, you will say, no, it was an error. You start now to write other books now, understanding why people get in bribes. You now want us to understand now, or in corruption. You start to reinvent your book now, second edition. The, the, the synopsis and the reinventness of corruption. Our president yes. came into power, he wrote a book. Mm. And he said the problem of Africa is leaders who overstayed power. Yes. When he now overstayed in power, he now edited the book. And he said leaders who overstayed in power without being voted. <laughs> <laughs> you see now. So you really think what was a door is not yet opened. So as you grow, like what you are doing, growth now is gonna teach you to be silent sometimes and not comment some other things. And you get to those levels. I don't know if I'm talking to someone in this place. I could have given you a lot of examples. But let God be God. You start to understand that your ability to stand is by God's grace. It's not because you are delivered. Why? Because flesh is fighting you. And reasonable men are fighting you. Then wicked and spirits and Satan, they are fighting you. That's why I wanted to write books and I said to myself, no, let me stop now. Because I want to, 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 to have victories in certain dimensions and areas. So that when I write these books, I may be in a position to stand, then defend my thesis, defend my synopsis. Not now. Am I talking about this place? I, I can't do that. I can't do that. May the good Lord bless you. Amen. amen. May God see you through. Amen. amen. Lift up right hand. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We honor you. We bless you because God, we thank you because God of deliverance. Thank you for touching and delivering our lives. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for transforming our lives in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I prophesy and I declare, God, that any form of satanic and evil spirit that has been looking in our lives is being broken right now. I said it's being broken right now. Amen. I prophesy any wicked and unreasonable man in our space, in our sphere, in our environment, in our cosmos, as I prophesy, they are being dealt with by the power of the Holy Ghost. The mighty name of Jesus Christ. I decree and I declare any temptation. That's why Jesus Christ said when you pray, say deliver us from evil and any temptation. I prophesy as the doors are opening right now, any temptation that comes with that door, I break it in the name of Jesus. Amen. I cancel it in the name of Jesus. Amen. As God is going to increase you financially, no temptation 
is going to cause your flesh to reinvent strategies against your life. Amen. Any demonic strategy that your flesh is inventing because of any space in your life, I break it in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen and amen. amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. May the good Lord bless you. Amen. May God touch you. I want you to go home, study those notes, Amen. and this